Well, it's 2020, and the private equity industry seems to be facing the same question that we faced in 2019, 2018, and 2017. How long is the current expansion going to go on, and what are the implications for private equity firms? And the problem is it seems like everyone's crystal ball is cloudy. Nobody really knows when a downturn can hit. Therefore, how much time and attention should private equity investors pay preparing for one? What are the implications for investing? How should you think about exits? What about fundraising? And what are the potential impacts on returns? Today on the show, we'll look at some of the high-level numbers and trends that are affecting the private equity world as we move into 2020, and what actions your firm might take in order to make sure that you're insulated against the winds of change in the macro economy. I'm Hugh MacArthur, head of Bain's global private equity practice, and this is Dry Powder. We tend to break the market down into four pieces. We talk about the macro climate and investments. We talk about exits. We talk about fundraising. And then we talk about returns. That's really kind of the meat and potatoes of the private equity industry. So let me start with kind of the big picture macro environment and and investments. We've had a prediction that we're going to be in recession here for just about every year now for the last three or four years. It did not happen again in 2019. In fact, we had equity markets in the U.S. rise almost uh, 30%, which is completely counter to what uh, was predicted 12 months ago in January of 2019. And so there is even more concern now on the part of the private equity industry that we are going to have a recession. It's actually, by by survey, the number two challenge that the industry cites. And, And we'd say that's probably a good challenge to keep in mind because during the last recession, about 25% of all buyout firms, mostly the smaller ones that didn't do all that well, actually stopped raising money. So 25% of the firms in business have not re-raised in the last decade. So prepping for a downturn, probably a good idea whether it occurs in, in 2020 or not. 2019 was very much in line, however, with other years that we've seen uh, in terms of deal count and M&A activity in the private equity space. That's both good news and bad news. Um, The problem is that the deal count has been stuck on about 3,500 deals a year now for several years. Uh, And the M&A, corporate M&A market overall, is holding steady at about $4 trillion and 40,000 transactions a year. So the big issue here is that private equity is not gaining share of the overall corporate M&A market. And as long as that continues, to be true, that's going to put pressure on the industry because the number of deals done in any given year are flat. However, there's a lot of money coming into the industry still. That is not flat. Uh, Dry powder has increased to $2.2 trillion for private capital, which is a record, and about a third of that is allocated for buyouts, which is also a record. Now, in one sense, those numbers are intimidating, uh, particularly with the number of deals remaining flat. But in another sense, if you look at how much is actually being invested on an annual basis, that's only about two and a half years of dry powder, about two and a half years worth of deals to be done. And if you go back 10 years to the Great Recession, there were about four to five years of capital sitting on the sidelines. So yes, the amount of dry powder is going up. Yes, it's at record levels. But relative to the size of the industry, the dry powder is not getting bigger. However, If the number of deals isn't going up, the amount of dollars chasing those deals is going up, that means the prices are going to go up for those deals and the competition is going to be very high. And we have seen that, especially in the U.S., that purchase price multiples are at all-time highs. Over half of all deals in the United States done now had a multiple paid above 11x in 2019, and Europe is not far behind. There were a couple of trends we saw in in dealmaking that I think are worth calling out. One is that public-to-private deals continue to be a driver of value and number of deals done. For the last couple of years, we've seen that private multiples are above 
public multiples, and this is leading many private equity clients to go down the path of analyzing public assets and looking to take them private, a more core part of their strategy. We see that continuing to be a driver of value and deal count into the future. The other major trend that I'd call out just in deal-making would be that LP co-sponsorship is rising. LPs are very anxious to put a lot more money into this industry as it's been an attractive asset class, and they want to find ways to keep their private equity allocation high in a world where, as I said, the deal-making has been flat. So that's kind of an overview of the macro and the, the investment side and what's happening there. On the exit side, i just make a couple of points. There's still a very favorable environment for exits, and that persisted into 2019. It's a continuation of trend that we've seen over, over five years now. And folks, because they're concerned about uh, potential downturn, are looking to sell anything they can as quickly as they can and generate carry and profit. So we're continuing to see hold periods go down well under five years, which is a bit of a surprise. It was much longer than five years coming out of the recession in 2011, 2012, and 2013. Now it's in kind of the three and a half and, and four-year range. We think we'd continue to see that until there, there is a recession. The IPO exits remain very small and very weak. Uh, the volatility of capital markets and the inability to exit quickly make that a, uh, a structurally less attractive exit channel for funds, and we've continued to see that in 2019. The third area that I mentioned that we look at is, is fundraising. Um, fundraising did reach a new peak in 2019. We're forecasting this will be the highest year ever for funds raised for buyouts because a lot of money has been flowing back from the exit markets to LP coffers, and they're looking to maintain their allocations and even increase their allocations to buyouts over time. That's led to a lot of funds, uh, almost two-thirds of funds, reaching their fundraising targets in less than 12 months. There's a bit of a bifurcation in who's getting the money and who isn't. Those players that are seen as larger with longer track records are getting much more money more rapidly than smaller funds. If uh, you have that kind of a track record and that kind of scale, you can expect to increase a successor fund by as much as 50% or perhaps even more versus less than 10% for firms that are doing less than average on returns. On the return side, there is still a clear superiority of the returns that private equity markets have been able to generate versus the public markets and, importantly, other private asset classes and alternative asset classes. That is really a big part of what continues to drive the LP excitement, the interest in increasing allocation, the worries over the same number of deals getting done every year, and this push of money into the sector that's continuing to drive structurally high prices over time. you'd like to make sure that you're insulated against the winds of change in the macro economy, email us at drypowder at bain.com. I'm Hugh MacArthur. Thank you for listening. <laughs>